My name is Marley Severs, and I have a passion for cheerleading. I've loved this sport from a very young age and have been involved in it for over a decade. After my high school career, I began working for the National Cheerleaders Association, where I instruct middle school and high school cheer teams all over the nation at summer camp. I also work as a silver level choreographer for NCA and just finished up my fifth summer with the company. When I was only 18 years old, I began as an assistant cheerleading coach for my old high school cheer team and was promoted to co-head coach with the other assistant partway through the season. Now I've begun coaching for a different high school team. I started this podcast as an outlet to express my ideas on coaching as well as to share some of the trials and tribulations that occur in the sport. Welcome to another episode of The Life of a Cheerleading Coach. In today's episode, we will be talking about grit and perseverance. In many of the success stories that you hear, there is a hidden intangible that is behind all of them, and it's not intellect or talent. It's grit. In the book Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance, the author Angela Duckworth explains that talent times effort equals skills, and skills times effort equals achievement. As much as talent counts, effort counts twice, and you have to exert effort to reach your goals and achievement. You should push through any struggles, hardships, and strive for greatness. Otherwise, any talent you might have had is wasted. One quote from the book that I really like is, Our potential is one thing. What we do with it is quite another. It's important not to mistake grit with talent. And important factors to success include prior experience, a mentor, baseline skills, but the most important factor is relentless grittiness. For anyone that's still a little bit confused by what the word grit means, it means courage and resolve, strength of character. So as long as a person is relentless in their effort to achieve more, then they are going to succeed at whatever it is they're trying to accomplish. The natural ability to do something or a natural talent for something doesn't guarantee a person's achievement in that. In fact, many people surpass the talented by using hard work and grit. And productive hard work is more valuable than natural talent. In an environment where the focus is on talent, a narcissistic culture begins to develop, rather than one that is focused on long-term development and growth. Now, you might be wondering what some obstacles might be when it comes to team sports and how having grit can help you overcome those obstacles. An example I'm going to share with you is from my own coaching experience. We had an upcoming competition And it was about a week before the competition that one of our strongest team members, skill-wise, told us that she couldn't be there, that she was going on a vacation. So we had to rework the entire routine in just a few days, and it was stressful, and it was challenging, but our athletes had grit and determination and perseverance And they pushed through that obstacle and they ended up winning best use of stunts, first place in their division, and grand champions over the entire competition. So it just goes to show you, although that was a talented athlete and a great athlete, losing them had nothing to do with how hard work, passion, and determination helped our athletes succeed. In the book, Duckworth explains how to grow grit. And 
a growth mindset over a fixed mindset is more valuable and will help a person grow grit from the outside in and the inside out. How a person can grow grit from the outside in is by having role models, which could be their parents, any peers, any coaches, teachers. Another factor could include how your parents raised you or simply the culture that surrounds you. You've probably heard that you are the culmination of the five people that you surround yourself the most with. So make sure that those five people are really great people and maybe they're trying to achieve the same goals as you. If you're the grittiest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. In a TED Talk that I watched recently entitled The Boost Students Need to Overcome Obstacles, Dr. Anindya Kundu shed some light on why grit alone isn't enough. In order to succeed, you shouldn't just have grit, you should have a great support network. This includes family, friends, those mentors, and any other people that you can surround yourself with. It's important that with your support network, you're able to ask for help when you need it. Asking for help, especially when I'm overwhelmed, is something that I struggle with a lot, especially because I'm the type of person that thinks if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself. This really isn't the case. Another reason people don't ask for help, and this is true for me, is that we don't want to seem weak, as if somehow by asking for support with your workload is going to make it seem like you are incapable of doing it yourself kind of thing. It's important to delegate tasks so that you can prioritize what's important to you, which isn't just going to be what you're trying to achieve. It's going to be your mental health and self-care. So yes, ask those people for help, whether it's asking your mom to read over your paper for you before you submit it or asking your coach to help talk to your teammates about something that's been on your mind. It might seem scary at first, but I promise you delegating those tasks will ease the stress that you're feeling. Another great resource on this topic is an article entitled The Importance of a Social Support Network in Achieving Your Goals written by Justin Wright. One idea from this article that personally resonated with me was the idea of knowing when to change your support network, i.e. the people in it. This is something that I've already unknowingly done throughout my personal development journey, and I plan on continuing this as I grow and my goals change. I like that the article states, when you set large goals, those around you become uncomfortable because of your drive and determination. Frankly, if people aren't happy for you and your successes, then they're not a true friend. If you wanting to improve yourself to be better at whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, your team sport, your personal goals, makes the people in your support network uncomfortable, then they shouldn't be in your support network or they shouldn't be as close to you as they currently are. It might be time for a change. I think this idea is very important because... I've already had to eliminate relationships with friends because they weren't supportive of my values and their values didn't align with mine. It's okay to cut ties with people or to spend less time with them, especially if they aren't supportive. So if your support network is your team and are your teammates, and let's say your values are to work hard at practice and to be the very best you can be in performances. And there are some teammates that don't 
support those values that show up late to practice every day, that are not putting in the extra effort inside and outside of practice, it might be time to have a conversation with them. And as much as us coaches have those conversations and are willing to have those conversations, personally, I believe that conversations like that resonate more with athletes if they come from their peers. Their peers are the ones working towards the goal more closely. The coach is just trying to conduct the athletes to achieve their goals and inspire them to achieve their goals. The athletes are the ones that have to put in the actual physical work to achieve those goals. So it's going to mean more to them coming from somebody who is working towards the same goal as them. Hearing that they need to work harder from a peer might put it into perspective for them that they are letting their teammates down by not putting in 110% effort. I hear this all the time at camp when I'm working with other teams. Sometimes the coach can say all that they need to say and tell the athlete how to fix whatever it is they're trying to fix over and over and over and over again. But until somebody else says it, it's not going to stick in their brains. For example, if I come into work with a team and I tell a stunt group, hey, you need to get her ankles together at the top. And then they do, the coach will come over and be like, wow, that stunt is hitting great. Like, how did you guys fix it? And I would say, oh, well, they just got her ankles together at the top. And the coach would be like, oh, really? I wonder where you've heard that before. When that's something that the coach has been a broken record about since tryouts. Duckworth goes on to explain the various ways that you can grow from the inside out. The first is by having interest. If you have interest in the skill that you're trying to develop, it gives you the perseverance to push through those obstacles. You don't need a fiery passion that makes you jump out of bed every morning, but you do have to have an interest in the achievements that you're aiming towards. You should set up short-term goals to help you achieve that big picture or larger goal. And by checking off these short-term interim goals, you should be able to maintain that interest in what it is you're trying to achieve. The next is through practice. As we talked about earlier, effort counts twice. At no point in time should any athlete arrive to practice with the mindset that because they're talented, they don't have to put any work towards their goals. This isn't the case. And in fact, we've already talked about how people would prefer a hard-working athlete, individual, or employee than one who is skilled. This isn't to say that you can't be talented in order to have grit. You absolutely can. What makes an individual stand out and succeed in their chosen goal or sport is the amount of effort that they put in, in and out of practice. I think that other coaches might agree that we like to see our athletes succeeding at home as well or in school. Well-rounded individuals make for the best leaders on a team. The next is through purpose. You should be able to use your effort, skill sets, and achievements to help others. You should develop your purpose around others and be others-focused, and also think about how you can leave an impact on your team, community, and even the world. With your purpose, you should hope to improve the life of someone else. Or think about the various ways that you can do that when reaching for your goal. And finally, you can grow from the inside out through hope. And when I say hope, it's not like the law of attraction kind of hope. Although I do think that that kind of mindset plays a huge role in 
an individual's mental toughness. But the law of attraction and having a positive mindset doesn't necessarily account for the tangible steps that a person needs to take in order to achieve their goal. For example, if your goal is to have the best hyperextended jumps and be point in the routine, you simply can't just wish for it and hope for it and expect it to show up at your doorstep. You should put in the effort at home at practice, and every single day until that dream becomes a reality. Instead of just hoping for it, create those goals. Line up your top-level goal with your mid-to-low-level goals and know the behaviors that you have to execute each day, and from there you can take action and have hope that you will achieve your top-level goal. Highly successful people are very determined. They not only know exactly what they want, but they also have a resilient and hardworking attitude to propel them in the direction that they want to go. In order to be successful, you must have a goal that you're passionate about and put in the effort every single day to earn it. If your athletes are not putting in the work every single day, if they're not showing up to practice ready to go, excited to work, and have a great attitude, then you're not going to accomplish your goals. If the majority of your teammates are doing that, then great, that's awesome. But every single person on that team needs to because if we have one individual or a few individuals on the team that aren't putting in the same amount of effort, well, have you ever heard the phrase, one rotten apple spoils the whole barrel? Somehow that person's negative mindset and lack of drive is going to affect those around them. If having your captain or team leader talk to this individual or individuals doesn't work for you, sit down with your entire team and talk to them about A, what their goal is, and B, how they are going to achieve it. I am stressing the how they're going to achieve it part because, like I said, every single day we are working towards those goals. Whether it is one small step here and one small step there and one big giant leap here, you have to take steps every single day, no matter what it is no matter how hard it is, to accomplish your big picture goal. So sit down and ask your athletes, what's the first step? In today's episode, I talked about having grit and perseverance and how having these skills are more valuable than having natural talent. I did reference a lot of resources and I will link all of those in the show notes. To get notified when new episodes are posted, sign up for my newsletter. The link is also in the show notes. And be sure to follow the Life of a Cheerleading Coach on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to help support this ad-free and sponsor-free podcast, you can become a member on Patreon. Members will be able to ask me any question for my monthly AMA audio and receive digital downloads of helpful coaching documents. Be sure to tune in next week, where I will be talking about how to get your athletes to stay motivated. Thank you for listening, and go be great!